beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Comey Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. Abba Father, we bless and appreciate you. We thank you for thus far you have helped us. This is the 29th day of December 2023. Thank you for you have helped us this far. You have led us, you have sustained us, you have kept us. You who have brought us this far, we are sure that you are taking us farther. To you, God, glory and praise forever in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the words you have been releasing to us in this commanding the year 2024 edition. We bless your name. We bless you, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Sweet Spirit of living God, you are the revealer of Jesus. Reveal Jesus to us again. Speak to us. Teach us. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen and amen. We celebrate God for how he has helped us in this commanding the year 2024. Um, we are climaxing. Amen. Amen. We are climaxing. In two days' time, we'll be done with commanding the year 2024. But that does not end um, speaking goodness. Amen to Jesus. This year's co- commanding the year is start speak forth goodness. And we have been looking at the subject of goodness. Um, and we have been learning quite a lot. Amen to Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. And um, uh, we will not be able to finish it in commanding the year. So we'll continue. And we'll keep speaking forth goodness. Praise God forevermore. Amen to Jesus. Alright, we are continuing our study. Amen to Jesus. We've understood that the word good, um, God declared good six times in creation and on the seventh time he said very good. Um, God would have said any other word. He should have said wonderful, beautiful, fantastic, you know, but he, he, he kept on insisting on good, 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 good. And it this has um, created, you know, the desire in us to really see why God kept saying good. Um, in addition to the um, fact that the, um, this conference is stacked, speak for goodness. We really need to see why God was declaring good, 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 and good. And we looked at the word good, and it's from the Hebrew word tob. And tob means quite a number of things. We'll be looking at the phrases the the words the synonyms used to explain tobe and we have been learning quite a lot amen we are going to be looking at another um, um phrase or word used to explain synonym used to explain tobe and um is the is the word appropriate appropriate so when god said it is good god said it is what appropriate and you see god said it it is good in regards to him I get what I'm saying. Not in regards to act the creature as it were. I get what I'm saying. So let's say this way. Whether it is good to the creature or not, it remains good to God. So whether the creature says it's not good, after all today we have a lot of God's creature who are saying that what God created is not good. Is that not so? We have different modifications on people are doing, making different modifications on their bodies. And the list goes on. You know, high breathing and every of that. These are different ways of saying that God's creature is not good. But 
whether man accepts it as good or not, God says it is good to him. And so, our choice will live with the consequences. Many who have gone into modifications, they are living with the consequences of what? Of the modifications. Because when God created you, he said male and female created them and called them what? Adam. When God created you as a male and you say no, you are not good as a male. Whatever the consequence that comes with your choice, you have to live with it. Are we together? Alright. And um, when God created you with um, negroid nose and you say you want a Caucasian nose and you have to go and restructure your nose to a Caucasian nose, anything that comes to it, consequence that comes with it, you live with it. If God um, created you and your skin is beautifully um, filled with me- melanin or melanin, filled with melanin because of the location that you, uh, you found yourself, which is um, the African location, and your f- skin is beautiful with melanin, dark, and you say, no, I don't like it. I have to remove this melanin and um, take uh, my dermis as my, as my skin. Um, all the consequences that comes with it, you have to live with what? With it. Because everything God did was appropriate for him. And if it's appropriate for him, then it's appropriate for us. Are we together? We will not alter God's doings. Are you getting what I'm saying? We will not alter God's doings because so long as they are appropriate for him, they are appropriate for us. Are we together? Whether you feel it's inappropriate or not, that does not change the truth that it's appropriate for God. So it is appropriate for us. Amen to Jesus. Alright. Now, so God created the earth and its inhabitant, including man, because it was the it was the right and suitable thing for him to do in that situation and based on the grounds of what purpose god created because it was the right thing and the suitable thing to do at that at that situation at that point in time in that situation and on the grounds of purpose that was the right and suitable thing for god to do now god saw the earth genesis chapter one he said uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 says, and the earth was without form. Now, God saw the earth without form, void, and that cannot upon the face of the deep. He should have done something else. I hear what I'm saying. He should have done something else. But the right and the appropriate thing for God to do in a formless, in a void, and in the dark earth was what? Create. That was the appropriate thing for him to do. In other words, if he had done any other thing other than create, it would have been what? Inappropriate at that point in time. I will not come to a situation wherein people come into, they are face to face with a challenge and um, they begin to do the inappropriate things. Is that not so? Instead of doing the appropriate things in that challenge, are we together? Some, and, and some of the times, you see people when they are facing a challenge, they start murmuring, whining, crying, complaining. Those are inappropriate things to do in the face of what? A challenge. And it's a choice. Doing the appropriate or the inappropriate is a choice. Are we together? It, 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 it's not based on you know force it's a choice some people they are faced with situations and they make the choice to do the inappropriate things some um some people say it's conditions that let me know condition does not lead anybody the bible says, let no man say when he's tempted he's tempted of god for god cannot tempt any man with what with evil for if any man is tempted he's drawn out of his own house the same condition that made you do something inappropriate that, that same condition came to somebody and the person did something appropriate it's a matter of what decision it's a matter of what choice so being appropriate or inappropriate is choice are we together 
and God chose to, cho- chose to do the appropriate thing when he came face to face with the challenge of what? A void, formless, and dark earth. Every one of us will face this challenge in life. And we can choose to either do the appropriate things or the what? Or the inappropriate things. It's our choice. Are we together? It's our choice. But let's always know that the consequence of our choice will live with them, number one. God forgives sins, but we live with consequences. Are we together? Number two, when we do the inappropriate things, we chose to do them. So, we should not blame anybody for doing inappropriate what? Things. Born again children of God know how to blame the devil a lot. Because at the end of the day, in the Garden of Eden, the final thing that God all the blame was who? The serpent. The devil. I get what I'm saying. At the end of the day, the devil bears the brunt of all our what? Inappropriate actions. It's the devil's work. It's the devil's work. So easy to say, it's the devil's work. It's the devil's work. He's the one who bears the brunt. But at the end of the day, the devil even knows that it's not his work. It's not his work and it's not his fault. So when we are blaming, blaming him, he is wondering what is happening to us. And blaming the devil does not change the fact that you will live with the consequences. Are we together? So I must understand that m- making appropriate decisions, taking appropriate steps are choices that we face every day. God faced his own and he had to make the appropriate what? Decision. Amen to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, this makes us understand that when God saw the earth in the state of formlessness, void, and darkness, this was not the right situation for it. So, when God saw the earth in this state, he knew that this is not the right situation. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is not the right status. This is not the right way it's meant to be. You see, until we come to a point where we know what is right and what is to be the right thing to do, we will never know what is appropriate to get done. Are we together? God saw the earth and he said, This is not the right situation. This is not the right state that the earth is meant to be in. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is not the right state. So, what did he do? Knowing that that was not the right state, he did what? He took a step that was very important. He did what was appropriate. Amen to Jesus. It was appropriate. So, we also, until we understand this, we discover that we will not know how to make appropriate, take appropriate steps and make appropriate decisions. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. So when God saw that the earth was not in the right situation, Amen. He saw He saw it fit to do the needful. Amen. Now, so number one is one thing to see that this is not the right situation it's meant to be. But another thing there is you need to see it fit to do what? The needful. The Bible says that he that knoweth what is good and doeth it not to him is what? Is sin. So, of us, we know that this is not the right situation that things are meant to be. But we remove our eyes. We play blind eyes to it. Are you getting what I'm saying? We play blind eyes to it. God saw it fit to do what? To make the, make things appropriate. Are we together? He, did, he saw it fit to do what? To do the needful. Which was what? To create. And he began to do this with what? With light. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so, this is the sign of leadership and responsibility. When you see that things are not in their right shape, in their right position, in their right um, status, and you see it fit to do what is appropriate, that's leadership. You know, my son, 
he always wants things to be put in the right place. So sometimes you see that even a remote control is put kind of in the right place, but it's not arranged well. You see him go and arrange it well. And I'm like, <laughs> this, this desire to arrange things rightly. Nobody tells him to do it. He takes the initiative to do what? To do that. See, the, 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 the proof of leadership is the ability to see what is not right and see it fit to put it right. The proof of leadership is the ability to see what is not appropriate and take the right step to make it what? Appropriate. We live in a, in a society today where nobody cares about what is appropriate any longer. In fact, we live in a society where everybody, everybody says, it's your life, mind your business. It's your life. You know, that statement of, it's my life, it's my life, it's my life, I can do what I want with my life. Um, let them be, let them be, let them be. Um, don't, you see, don't, 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 don't stick your nose into um, people's business. It's a good idea. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. But at the end of the day, we have seen how it has taken our society to a very inappropriate society. Are we together? When you correct, they say you are judging. When you correct, they say you are condemning. You know, we have the devil has been able to give different ex, um, synonyms to, ex, to, to wrongly explain the appropriate things to be done. And when when you want to make things appropriate, they say you are you are um, you are over 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 principled. You are not flexible. You are too rigid. See, you don't know how to in uh, 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 um, 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 to work with people. You are not malleable. Many many explanations for the fact that you are just trying to do what God did. Are we together? And that's why, you know, we see that society is getting more messed up. More messed up. More messed up. More messed up. We see how man became, man began to, to live his life the way he wants to live his life. And God said, my spirit shall no longer strive his man with man boy for his but dust. For his days shall be 120 years. If you look at that word strive, it actually means to live in. So you see, God will say, my spirit will no longer live in man forever. <laughs> because living in man forever, my spirit will always want to be, always want to do what is appropriate in man. And yet, man will do it. It will shut up my spirit. And so, when the spirit of God no longer lives in man forever, that means man will definitely have to die. Praise God forevermore. And that's why God, see, what brought about the age of 120 years is not because, as it were, of the sin of Adam. It is because of the exit of the spirit of God. See, my spirit will no longer live in man more than 120. If I had to 127, we don't even have many 120. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Because over time, man began to began to um, question God's appropriate steps towards him. And man began to say, why is God sticking his nose into his business? Why is God not minding his business? And the Bible says, quench not the spirit. Is that not so? The Holy Spirit in a man, in a child of God, that is quenched is a serious pain. The serious pain to God. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so we need to understand this that God from creation saw it fit to do the appropriate thing. And if he saw it fit to do the appropriate thing, it means that that is what is meant to be done. And what did God do when he wanted to do the appropriate thing? He created light. Genesis chapter chapter two, verse chapter one, verse two to three says. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. 
and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen and amen. Alright. Now, so we can see that God did what was what? Appropriate. 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 He did what was appropriate. What was appropriate to be done? Amen to Jesus. He did what was appropriate to be done. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. He he, he created light because the situations that were surrounding the earth then was a very inappropriate situation. Praise God forevermore. And um, these steps makes us understand that always wants things to be done appropriately. Appropriately. He wants things to be done appropriately. See, so when, when Christians live an inappropriate life, we are not representing our Father. I get what I'm saying. When we are not doing things appropriately, we are not representing our Father. It's always something when I just see Christians, they, are doing, they just have hazard, they're just doing things anyhow, anyhow, and we see claim to be children of our Father. And I'm like, wow, I don't know who we are representing. Praise God forevermore. Now, God began creation by seeing what was appropriate for him to do. When he began doing what he saw fit to do by speaking light first, he saw that it was the appropriate thing to have been done. So he began creation by seeing what was appropriate to do. And then he began doing what was appropriate to do. And when he began doing what was appropriate to do, he saw that it was the appropriate thing to do. Are we together? That's how when he spoke light in Genesis chapter 1 verse 4. Says, uh, when he spoke like Genesis chapter uh, 1 verse 3, he says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. The next thing he did was that what? He says, and God saw that the light was good. He saw what was the appropriate thing to be done. He did what was the appropriate thing to be done. And when he started doing what was the appropriate thing to be done, he saw that that was the appropriate thing to be done. And that's why he called it good. So it's not enough to see that this is the appropriate thing to do. You must do it. And when doing it, you must see that what you are doing is appropriate. Because if you don't, if you just know that it's appropriate and you don't do it, it's as good as not, it's not being appropriate. Then when you are doing what you have seen as appropriate, you must also see that what you are doing is appropriate. Are you get what I'm saying? Because sometimes we know, okay, this is the appropriate thing to do. We start doing the appropriate thing. And along the way, we mess, we start lowering the standards of the appropriate. Are you get what I'm saying? We start doing it in order of hazardly. We start, you know, that's the human tendency. Maintaining consistency in what we are doing. Sometimes we have a problem with it. But God saw that it was the appropriate thing to be done. He did the appropriate thing that was to be done. And why doing this? So that this thing he was doing was actually what appropriate. So he called it what appropriate. Are we together? So now we have to say that it's appropriate. We must have do the appropriate. And what in the Bible, we must make sure that we maintain the standard of the appropriate. God kept on saying, good, good, good. Why? Because the standard of his creation never fell from good. I get what I'm saying. God kept saying it is appropriate because his standard for, of creation never fell from what? Appropriate. He began, he saw it was the appropriate thing to be done. He did the appropriate thing and the appropriate maintained his appropriate. How you get what I'm saying? So that makes us understand that God believes in us maintaining standards. And not only maintaining standards, improving standards. One of the things we have in businesses in Africa is that they start with good standards. Is that also? But after a while, as they become more popular, as mass production steps in, as they have more customers and clientele base, the next thing you see that they begin to what? Reduce the standard. They begin to reduce the standard. They begin to reduce the standard. 
And as they adjust the standard, a lot of them, they start losing customers. Amen to Jesus. So, it takes the, the, the revelation of God's goodness to start what is appropriate, maintain it, and do what? Improve on it. Are we together? Amen to Jesus. But that's why God started the appropriate and said, this thing is appropriate. No, what I'm doing is actually appropriate. He said, I started something good and it's still good. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so how many of us can we, you know, people look at us and say, ah, 20 years ago, you were good. And 20 years after, you are still good. In fact, you are better. How many of us can have that track record? Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So consistency in application is very important. Consistency. And that's one challenge that a whole lot of Christians have. Christians are very inconsistent people. Very inconsistent. See, so we're talking about being appropriate here. We're talking about consistency in being appropriate. It's not enough to start being appropriate. You have to maintain being appropriate. We can't afford inconsistency and claim to be children of an appropriate God who is consistent. Hebrews 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that was his word. Consistent. Consistent. See, when you are trying to do an appropriate thing, if you cannot cons- be consistent in it, don't start at all. Are we together? Don't start at all. Now, um, personally, I, I have a writing ability and a writing gift. Amen to Jesus. I write. Amen. But I don't write online every now and then. In fact, I didn't want to maintain the writing thing because I know that it takes a lot of consistency to write online either um, by the social media handles, whatever, and post it. It takes a lot of consistency. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you start it and you cannot maintain it, it hampers the work you have done. Are we together? But I know that it is easier for me to talk than to write. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's much more easier for me than to talk than to write. Um, talking has been my thing from childhood. So, I am a, I am a consistent talker. An appropriate talker. And I can talk every day. On Wednesday, I preached three different messages in one day. Minimum of three hours. Are we together? I'm preaching to today. I'm preaching tomorrow again in the morning. So I can talk consistently. That's one thing where I have consistency. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it's appropriate for me. So what do I do? I major on my strength. My strength is talking. There are people who their strength is writing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when they write, they are consistent. So that is the appropriate thing for them that they can start, that they remain appropriate and they consistently remain appropriate. They can stay there. Are you getting what I'm saying? For me, it is talking. I can talk, I can preach, teach number of teachings a day. That's where my strength of consistency lies. And that's where I follow. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, this is one thing that we need to understand. Amen. Uh, It's only a child of God. Because some people, they start something and they cannot maintain it. They cannot maintain it. By the power of God's grace, between 2020 and and now, we've had over 200 podcast teachings. Are we together? Now, that's the ones we have uploaded. Between um, 2017 and now, I cannot, um, the number of pre- messages I preach, um, they are d- well close to a thousand. 
<laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Then when I started preaching, even though I was not given much opportunities, the message of that preaching now, they are close to, you know, maybe 3,000 or I don't know, maybe 2,000. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's where the strength of consistency lies. Are we together? And when the devil tried to close this strength of consistency, God opened the podcast for us. And we could remain what? Consistent. So being appropriate requires consistency. Are we together? Yeah. It's not enough to start being appropriate. You have to be consistently appropriate. Praise God forevermore. So, um, for 2024, some of us are going to be starting new things. We are going to be starting visions. But please, just know where your strength lies. Are you getting what I'm saying? Where God has gifted you. Where you have, you have a strength. Stay there and be consistent there. Just stay there. That's what is appropriate for you to do. For you, maybe you may not be teaching. You may not be preaching. You may be consistency in the prayer ministry. Just pray. You can, for you, you have been consistent in praying two hours or even one hour every day. Three hours every day. Remain consistent. You are very valuable to the body of Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Wherever you are consistent, you've seen your consistency. Just stay there. That's what is appropriate for you to do. Amen to Jesus. All right. Now, um, what we have understood thus far makes us understand that creation was the end result of God's thoughts on the ideal for the moment. Are we together? So, this creation was not just like, okay, God was face to face with formless void and darkness. And God was, at that point, what is the ideal for the now? Are you getting what I'm saying? There are many things that are good, but not all things are ideal for the now. Yeah. But the Bible says that all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. They are good. They are good. But what is ideal for the moment? Now, if we must manifest this character of God, and if we must see goodness in our lives, we must always inquire for what is ideal for the moment. Many things we going through now, they actually say, um, um, I, 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 I learned a little of drumming. I play a little of the drums. I get what I'm saying. And a good professional drummer is not somebody who has all the drum feels and techniques. A professional drummer is somebody who knows the right feel to put in at the right time. And the right technique to employ at the right time. I get what I'm saying. Now, so you may be very full of feels and techniques. But if you don't know when to put in a field and when to use a technique, you end up as a what? As a rowdy, disorganized drummer. In fact, you end up destroying the music. You end up destroying the music. I remember when I was on campus in the choir then, we were doing a song. The choir was doing a song. And it was we were ministering, not rehearsing, now ministering. We are ministering. And all of a sudden, the drummer just started doing drum fills. Feeling, 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 feeling. Ah, feeling. We never told him to do a solo. We never told him to do a solo. He just abrupted us and started doing solo. He did the solo, did the solo. We, the singers, had to stop. Because we saw that if we don't stop, this is going to be pandemonium. We stopped and allowed him finish his self-imputed, self-enforced solo. When he finished it, then we continue singing. And he didn't do that in the rehearsal. 
See where some of these guys are under <laughs> witchcraft oppression. <laughs> Manipulation is scattered administration for you. He only had you in Azalu, but why did he not come and do it during the administration? We allowed him to finish his, his solo. When he finished his solo, we now finish his song. When he finished his song, after the service, <laughs> he knew that he had messed up. <laughs> he knew he has, he has scattered the home region. So before the choir director spoke to him, he told him, he said, see, whenever I'm doing a solo, <laughs> allow me to do my solo. <laughs> and the guy, the director could not talk <laughs> because <laughs> we were confused. During the administration, we were confused. After administration, we were confused. <laughs> that shows you a bad drama. I get what I'm saying. He confuses the whole music. Praise God. And he made the whole music very inappropriate. It's not about having gifts. It's not about having abilities. It's not about having potentials. It's not about having... The list goes on. It's about knowing the ideal one to use at the moment. So you don't mess up everything. When the Bible, when Paul was speaking about um, gift of the Spirit, he said, desire the best gift. The best gift is not... There is no one special gift that is the best gift. The best gift is the gift that is needed at the moment. So at the moment when you are faced with a challenge, if it is a word of wisdom that is needed and you use it, you have, you have, that's the best gift. If it is a word of knowledge that is needed and you use it, that's the best gift. But if the person needs working of miracle and you start giving the person word of knowledge, you have not displayed, you have not released the best gift. It might just be a show off. Because some of the times what we call, um, what, what we call um, prophetic gymnastic is the show off of word of knowledge gifts where somebody may actually believe in a what a gift of what working of miracle the person was a miracle at that time you have told the person all the problems the history of his problem fine or you are giving me miracle and at the end of the day you have did um, analysis without what solution that's not the best gift are we together now so it's important that for something to be appropriate it must be ideal for the moment that moment must be ideal for it. God did what was ideal for the moment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. In other words, creation was not a spontaneous or impulsive act of God. No. It was not the big bang. A big bang is spontaneous and impulsive. Are you getting what I'm saying? Creation is what? Ideal. The ideal act of God for the moment. What was ideal for the moment? God you did it for that moment. Now, when God faced creation, if he's faced creation and he started doing something else, ah, it would have not been ideal for the moment. Are you getting what I'm saying? It would have not been ideal for the moment. God did what was ideal for the moment. And that was not spontaneous. It was not impulsive. Some of us felt that Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 and, and the earth was in that form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. 3 says uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the spirit uh, and, uh, and the spirit over and God said let there be light. Between 2 and 3b you will see what happened. It was not a spontaneous act. It was not an impulsive act. Are you getting what I'm saying? The earth was in that form and void and darkness was, was upon the face of the deep. Verse 2. And then verse 3 begins with, and the Spirit of God hovered. Why did the Spirit of God hover? Why did he hover? Now, God is the owner of the earth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness of the whole world and they, do, they, and they that dwell therein. He's the owner of the earth. He's the owner of creation. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit hovered. The word hovered there in the Greek, in the Hebrew, sorry, basically means to stand aloof uh, um, at, uh, at the top. 
in one position. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then when you do that, you can take an aerial view. What best helps us explain that is the drones that are used nowadays. You know what I'm saying? A drone can stand. In fact, a satellite best also helps us explain that. Satellite is shot to one spot in the, in the sky. Is that not so? And it picks an aerial view. Satellite can speak the whole of America. Just one satellite that is shot to the top. That's just the best way to explain the Holy Spirit hovering. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, why does it pick? Why the Holy Spirit hover? The Holy Spirit hovered so that he will go and give report back to God, the owner. That speaks of who? The surveyor. The surveyor comes, he picks the land. And what does he do? He prepares a side plan and gives it back to the owner. Based on what he has picked, the owner now knows what to what? What to construct. All together. And then Jesus comes in, God says, and God, the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. So it was not a spontaneous act. The Holy Spirit had to do an act that brought information back to the Father, that gave the Father the, 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 the required information to do what? To process thoughts. Processing thoughts. He, the Holy Spirit gave information to process the thoughts on how he will make creation happen. And then what did he do? He then he said, let there be. So that shows it was not impulsive. It was not what? Spontaneous. It was a well thought out, deliberated action based on information given by the Spirit to the Father. Praise God. There's no impulsive thing that ends up successful. <laughs> There's no spontaneous thing that ends up successful. It just happens big bang and ends big bang. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why creation is not a big bang. Are <laughs> you what I'm saying? Yeah. The Holy Spirit got the required inform information needed and gave it to the Father. And the Father said, all right now, let there be light. And then because the Holy Spirit had picked all the corners of the earth, God began to speak what should be, where it should be. So it was ideal, 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 ideal. Glory to God forevermore. Now God carefully thought it out before creating the earth. And this gives reason why God called everything he created good. Are we together? was well thought out. Because the thoughts of God are what? Only good. They are not evil. God only thinks good. This is why he's good. Only thinks good. God can never think bad for anybody. God does not kill. God only makes a life. The devil is the one who kills. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. Amen. God does not do evil. He only makes a life. He only does good. Are you getting what I'm saying? God will chastise. Yes, he will punish. But the purpose of his chastisement is with a good intent. When you chastise your child, why do you chastise your child? It's not with a good heart. So the child will become good. Is that not so? Alright. But God will not kill. God will not destroy. Amen. He doesn't do that because God is good. Praise God forevermore. Do you remember in verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace. They are peaceful thoughts. Good thoughts. And not of what? Evil. To give you an expected end. Another transition says to give you a good future. Glory to God forevermore. So God is good. His thoughts are good. Everything about him is good. His thoughts are appropriate for us. Psalm 100 and verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Amen to Jesus. So, what we have understood thus far makes us understand that anything and whatever was not created by God in Genesis chapter 1 was not good. 
so I did not see it fit to create it. I get what I'm saying. Anything God did not create in Genesis chapter 1 was not good. It was bad. So he didn't see it fit to create. And God never created bad. Are we together? Now, so, if your nose was not created like an Asian nose, it was created in um, Negroid Negro nose. You see, we are the ones who gave all those de definitions. So God did not call us Negroid, um, Asian, Caucasian, Mongoloid, um, and all those things that we gave ourselves. God said, male and female created them and called them Adam. If your nose was not created the way you feel it was, it's because if he had given you that one, it would have been bad for you. It's as simple as that. If your eyes were not created the way you think you want them to be, it, it means that if he had given you the way you wanted, it would have been bad for you. Are we together? Whatever you think that was not given to you was not good for you. Anything that God did not create in Genesis chapter 1, it was because it was not good. This reveals to us that creation is a product of what? The good, acceptable, and what? Perfect will of God. That's what creation is. The end product of the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That's what creation is. So what you see on the earth... That's, the, uh, that's what it is. It is simply the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Whether you like it or not. Are we together? Whether you accept it or not, it is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That was what gave right to, gave right to creation. Amen. If it is not good, God will not accept it. And if God does not accept it, it means it is not his perfect will. So, he will never do it or create it. That's why it is called good, acceptable, and perfect. If it is not good, he will not accept it. If he doesn't accept it, that means it's not his, it's not his perfect way. So, when it is good, he accepts it. And when he accepts it, it means it's what? Perfect way. That's why I say every good and perfect gift cometh from the Lord. It is good because he accepts it and is a perfect gift because it is will. That, that's the reason. You see, when we understand these operations of God, it makes our work with God very sweet. And it makes our life very stress-free. Stress-free and sweat-free. All together. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Romans 12 verse 2 says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, we are here, we are, the purpose of, you see, this teaching is renewal of mind. Why do we renew our mind? So that we can be able to prove this good, acceptable and perfect will of God. That is his, what he created in creation. We keep renewing our mind so we can prove what he created in creation. And that's our journey. We want to do that so that we can actually accept it. Because if we don't accept it, God will not change his will because we don't accept it. <laughs> All that happens is that we have to make it with our own will and live the consequences. But God will not change his will because we don't accept his will. His will remains a constant. But if we take another will, which is our own will, we live without consequences of our will. It's as simple as that. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, same understanding, this same understanding should rule and govern the life of a child of God. Are we together? This is what we understand that God had in creation. I didn't create this because it's not good. There are things that he said were extincted. Science have their different explanation. But now, if I didn't see it in creation, are you getting what I'm saying? 
There was no recreation. Are we together? Then it was not good. Hmm. The Bible is there, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But I did see it in creation. That means it's not good. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if I come with different um, biblical and religious talks, fine, you can say what I want to say. But if I just it in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, mm, then it was not good. Some people believe that there are um, creatures that were not classified. They are unclassified. Blah, 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 blah. If I don't say it, it was not good. So God did not create it. Leave it like that. Say, but you are not, you are naive. I agree. I accept my naivety. And I like to be this naive so that I can enjoy my life with the Lord than to be exposed and destroy my whole, my whole way of reasoning. Are you getting what I'm saying? Alright. So, this way of thinking needs to govern us as train of God. And if it governs us, it creates a mindset. What is the mindset? If I don't have it now, it means that it is not good for me now. I use it now. Are you getting what I'm saying? If I don't have it now, it means it is not good for me now. Now. It's not the ideal for the moment. It may be ideal, but not for the moment. All gifts are good, but the best gift is the, good, the gift that is the ideal gift for the moment. So if I don't have it now, it means it's not good for me now. I didn't say it's bad, though. But I say it's not good now, now, now. It can be good later. Are you getting me? Maybe it was good before, but it's not gonna. Just like for example, when you reach, when you get to, when you get to fifty, there are some food that were good before, <laughs> but are not good now. But they are not bad food, though. But they are not good now again. In fact, for forty, some food that were good before, they will not be good now. It's not that they are bad food. Your children will eat them and they are doing very well. But you eat them and you have a serious problem. Why? Because of the now. The now. The now. I know what I'm saying. Amen. So I want to understand how to live life with the now understanding. Amen. Now, this means that it may not be... It, it, it's, if I don't have it, it's not good for me now. Irrespective of if it has been created by God for me. I hear what I'm saying. So God might have created it for me. I went together. God would have created it for me. But I don't have it now. Are you getting me? And if I don't have it now, it means that it is not good for me now. Now. Are you getting me? Now. So let me live with what is good for me now. Until it becomes good for me. Simple as that. And this is because in some cases, God has created it, but we are not ready to have it in time. Are we together? First, it is not good for us now. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Just for example, um, when, he, when, he, when a girl, when a woman gets pregnant in marriage, it is good for her now. But when a teenager gets pregnant while still in J, um, JSS 2, it's not good, and she's not married, it's not good for her now. How are we together? Are you getting me? Now, so, now, she waits till she gets married. God has created children already for her. She already asked her eggs inside of her. You get what I'm saying? God has created children already for her. But in secondary school, it's not good for her now. 
Both have been created, but it's not good for her now. She wants to finish secondary school, go through the university, and then get um, graduate and starts getting a livelihood, and then she gets married, and then she has a child. It is then good for her now. It doesn't matter that it was not created. It has been created. But we're talking about the now, now. When it is appropriate for the what? For the now. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. God in his love will not allow us have what we are not prepared for because it will end up being bad for us although it is good in itself. Are we together? And that's the mercy of God. That's the love of God. So when it is good for me in time, I will have it. It's as simple as that. When it is good for me in time, I will what? I'll have it. On the other hand, if I have it now, it means it is good for me. Irrespective of whether I like it or not. Some people have what they may not like. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, see, I didn't expect this child. Ah, I didn't expect this pregnancy. Ah, and it just came. We already said we're going to stop as couples. We've had three already. We're going to stop. And this one came. If it came, it means it's good for you now. You don't like it, but it's still good for you. Beautiful. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, there are things that are good for us that we do not like due to our immaturity. Are we together? There are things that are good for us that we don't like due to our immaturity. For example, um, there are some um, vegetables that are good for our body, but we don't like them because they are because of their taste. Are we together? But as we grow mature in age, we know that we don't eat by taste. We eat for health. <laughs> so, so, you know, you like it. You don't like it, you eat it. it. <laughs> oh, cocoa is not tasty. You don't eat it, it's good for your health. You are aging, you eat it, it's good for your Ah, why should I just be eating cabbage, cucumber, mix them together? They are not tasty, but you need them for your health. Your system needs more vegetables then. You need them, so whether you like it or not, it's good for you, you eat them. It is because of the ideal for the what? For the now. So, maturity will make you move from taste to what? Health. Same as everything that has to do with our work with God. Maturity moves us from what we like to what is what? Expedient. When God described creation as good, he meant that it is acceptable and perfect to him. That he did not change distance and he will not change it. Are we together? Speaking goodness means speaking the acceptable and perfect will of God into our lives. And all that pertains to us, which includes the creation of our spirits, our souls, and our bodies. So, when we're speaking good, that's what we're speaking the perfect will of God. So, as we're saying good, as we're declaring good this moment, we are declaring the perfect will of God, the acceptable will of God, the perfect will of God. And I know that we are ready to declare that. At this moment, let's begin to declare it. Declare it. Zumbra kis kapara. We speak good. Concerning our family, concerning our businesses, concerning our bodies, concerning our ministries, concerning our health, concerning our, the works of our hands, we speak good. We speak the acceptable and the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. In the name of Lord Jesus. Zombri Katunzi Barandisha.
Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior. We request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior, thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number, 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54-594-7132. Or, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.